and welcome to the Men's Lifeline, where we help men become mentally fit by learning the strategies to overcome the obstacles, overcoming that fear within. So today we're going to have a special segment called the Men of Action. And on this podcast, we're going to really focus on men who've overcome trials, who overcome struggles, overcome fear that was within, where men felt like a zero, but they didn't realize that they had a hero within themselves all the time. And today, on podcast number two, we got a special guest. We got Grant. Grant is a fitness expert. He loves the Cubs, so go Cubs. And that's coming from a Lions fan or a Tigers fan. <laughs> well, one of the Detroit teams, and they're all relatively the same yeah. at this point. So it's hopefully the Tigers had a decent season. But anyways, Grant, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hey, thank, th- first of all, Zach, thank you for having me. Uh, we, were, we were talking off, off stage before the podcast started. This is actually the first either like podcast or, or video series I've done since my time on Twitter. So I'm uh, just happy to be here and excited to excited to get going, man. But yeah, I, uh, I'll just kind of give a, a quick rundown. Um, so I'm Grant. I'm 25 years old. I live in Chicago and uh, I am like basically starting up a one-on-one fitness coaching business. Um, I've been on Twitter for about four, four and a half months now. And uh, I'm just kind of trying to, you know, help people improve their lives, like, you know, getting in better shape, improving their confidence, kind of just finding their groove in life overall. Um, I'm really, I, I kind of specialize in helping uh, like high performers, like busy professionals and like, you know, kind of de- more demanding type of jobs uh, because my first job out of college was uh, like at a high frequency trading firm. And, you know, obviously a lot of long hours, a lot of busy days. And so, uh, you know, I, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, I know, I know a thing or two about that kind of niche and I can, I can help those people really, really well. Um, so yeah, for some, for some more, just kind of background information. I grew up in Lake Forest, Illinois, which is about an hour North of Chicago. Um, lived there pretty much my whole life. Uh, went to school, went to college, uh, at Caltech out in Pasadena, California, um, played baseball out there. Uh, was an awesome experience, even though, you know, kind of the results on the field weren't really what I was hoping they would be, it was still a really good experience. Um, and uh, graduated in 2020, worked at a high frequency trading firm, like I said, uh, that was my first job out of school. I worked there for about a year and a half, two years, and now I'm uh, try- pursuing this uh, fitness business. So, um, yeah. That's uh, awesome. You know, always just having that passion for health and exercise and nutrition, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. So basically, like the the, the like time I really like got into it was like during, during my baseball career was when I really started to take my fitness and my nutrition, like really, really seriously. Um, because I tried to actually, I tried to pursue professional baseball and, mm-hmm. and see if I could make it, uh, to, to pro ball, uh, kind of the results didn't really work out, but like kind of the, the process of like really pursuing that as, as hard as I could really forced me to understand a ton more about just like strength training, nutrition, um, health, just kind of everything in between. And uh, yeah, like as a result of that, I kind of over time built up a pretty solid knowledge base of, um, you know, just kind of general health and and fitness topics. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into it really. Awesome. And we're definitely going to include the website since you say you do one-on-one coaching and include all that in the description below. So make sure you check out Grant. He's a great guy. He produces nothing but the best content when it comes to health nutrition. Thanks, and bro. I gotta you, say, you produce awesome content too. I always see you on my timeline, man. Don't, don't, yeah. You, you produce some good stuff too. Hey, especially if you want to improve your deadlift. I mean, I see this guy deadlift <laughs> all the time and just like 
breaking his own PRs and Thanks, yeah. And yeah, current the current goal that I'm working on is trying to get to six hundred pounds on my deadlift. So uh oh, we're about, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at my, my current PR is five sixty five, which like I think I sort of surprised some people because I'm only about uh like deadlift is is like far and away like my best lift. I'm only about uh right around two hundred pounds now, but uh I'm I have pretty good like I use my body pretty well on deadlift, I would say, and it it allows me to pull some pretty big weights. But I'm I'm trying to get to uh to six hundred. There's this uh this event that I'm doing through Elevate Life. Uh, if you guys have seen Elevate on Twitter, it's like mm-hmm. a, a pretty cool community of um, you know, just kind of like minded guys pursuing like fitness and, and self improvement. So uh, I'm yeah, checking out. I love the deadlift. Yeah, but the but there's a big deadlift competition we're having at the end of October. So I've been I've been training for that, trying to get to 600 pounds by that. I get to keep us updated in that journey. I would love to hear more about it. I will, man. I will. Yeah. I mean, it's only it's only a couple weeks away now. What's today? October 6th. It's uh, it's coming up pretty soon. But um, yeah, we got a heavy single this Friday, trying to hopefully get somewhere in the mid fives, and hopefully that should be uh like not like crazy crazy hard and then um mm-hmm. yeah going for six at the end of the month so um yeah it's it's an exciting time for sure brother it's an exciting time hey, that's awesome love to hear it so why don't you tell us a little bit about like a major obstacle or something that you had yeah. to like overcome i mean it could be something now it could be what maybe led you to fitness like yeah. i just want to know like what's like a major trial that you really had to work through yeah man absolutely i love i love kind of sharing my journey and, and talking about this kind of stuff so for me i would say kind of the biggest like struggle or the biggest like trial that I overcame was really, you could say just my fitness journey itself. So I'll take you back kind of the, to the beginning of the timeline. Um, so kind of the beginning was like, you know, beginning of like high school and, and kind of like throughout high school. Right. So, you know, growing up, like I, like, or I guess like by the time I got to high school, like I had kind of developed some like not so amazing, like kind of habits, like, like, especially like nutrition habits. So, I was consistently, you know, like for breakfast, I would have like the the classic, like healthy, like in air quotes, breakfast cereals uh, that are actually full of like sugars, seed oils, uh, and a bunch of other chemicals and, and crap, basically. Um, I'd have that. I'd have like a donut on the side or like some other like sugary pastry on the side. For lunch, I'd have like candy bars all the time, potato chips. Got some sweet tooth over there, huh? Yeah, yeah, dude. No, I mean it's it's honestly gone away over the years once I started That's eating good. healthier. Once it's gone away over the years and started eating healthier. Um, but at the time I definitely did. Uh and I was like I have like soda all the time and like pizza. Like well, pizza's not really sweet. But um ice cream, like stuff like that all the time. Uh, I definitely did have a sweet tooth, but um, you know, kinda as a result of that, I was as a result of some of those habits, I kind of my body composition when I was in like high school, especially like later in high school was not really where I wanted it to be. I kind of had more of like the, the dad bod physique as, as you, as people might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, as a result of that, like I didn't really realize at the time, but like, you know, like kind of my mental health suffered too, as a result of my mm-hmm. physical health, not really being where it was, um, you know, like I, I didn't have like a ton of confidence in myself in certain situations. Like, Socially, I wasn't really, um, you know, I, I kind of struggled in social situations. I had like some social anxiety and um, I, I, you know, it wasn't really, uh, wasn't really like a super easy, a super easy like time to go through like mentally and everything. Um, didn't have like super high self-esteem and like mm. had a, a lot of like kind of negative, negative self-beliefs uh, about myself. And uh, it kind of just held me back from being, um, you know, who I 
who I wanted to be and who I, who I knew that I could become. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was tough at the time. I would say that that lasted like mainly kind of through high school. Um, I was always like an athlete. So I always played, I played like baseball and football primarily in high school. Um, but like, and I think like, you know, football, I wasn't great, but baseball, I kind of got away with the fact that I had, um, like a pretty naturally good arm. Uh, I was a pitcher, a right-handed pitcher. And by like the end of my senior year, actually. So like going, going into, I think like fall of my senior year or so is when I got recruited to play college baseball at, uh, at Caltech. So despite, like I said, like not really being in the shape I wanted to be in, like I kind of just had the arm strength was there. And uh, yeah, like I, the coach liked me and everything. I liked the coach a lot and um, ended up, ended up just going out there and, and playing and committing to play on that team. So um, but like, I'd say like going into like freshman year of college and especially like end of freshman year was when my like fitness journey, I would say really took off. So like mm-hmm. I came into Caltech, like already touching 90 miles an hour off the mound. Um, oh, <laughs> wow. yeah. So I, that was what I was saying. I had like a pretty, I was a pretty natural, yeah. I was always like a hard thrower. Like I think you're so short a little bit saying, cause 90 is pretty fast. Cause what do the pros do? Like I know anywhere, I mean, on the average, I would say like 95, but. Yeah, I think MLB average, I'm sure is probably close to like 95 now. It, it used to be like only, probably like when I was, when I was first throwing 90, the MLB average is probably like 91 or 92, but now it's, it's probably a little bit higher uh, because of just all the new, like kind of training methodologies, which I'll talk about in a second, but right, cool. um, yeah, man, but uh, no baseball. Um, so yeah, I come in, I come in through a 90, but I, I had always had a good arm, like even like little league, like 12, like 13, 14 U, I was probably already throwing like high seventies, touching like 80 at that point. And I, I had, I had always just had a naturally like a, a pretty good arm. And uh, yeah, so I come in freshman year, touching, touching 90 on the mound. And I kind of realized I was like, okay, like, if I like, you know, dial this in a bit, if I get my command better and if I yeah. uh, throw a little bit harder and kind of improve my body a bit more, I think like pro baseball is actually like a pretty realistic thing to start thinking about here. Cause like not many like college freshmen, I mean like maybe on some, some D1 programs, but mm-hmm. there's really not that many college freshmen up. Like Caltech was D3 for. Oh, okay, I was just about to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were D3, uh, but okay. our, our conference was actually really good. So like the D3, teams that we played like we'd play chapman and we play like cal lutheran who like both mm-hmm. won the national championship one of the years we were there and they both had like like chapman i remember had a guy sitting like 95 or something like one one game and he was just like there were like 20 scouts behind him with radar guns all just like checked them out and we're like holy shit like who the fuck is this kid <laughs> but, uh but um no man uh what, what, what was i gonna say that yeah but um, but anyway, uh, so I, I, I came in through a nine. I was like, okay, like pro ball, like this is like a pretty real realistic thing. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn as much as I can about training, nutrition, health, et cetera. Like I was saying earlier, and I'm going to just use this to try and build the best pitcher that I can be, right. The be, be, be the best athlete that I can be and build the best, uh, yeah, just build the best body that I can. Right. So Um, freshman year to sophomore year, I really started doing that. This is kind of the first time that I understood, like, even, even something as basic as like calorie surplus calorie deficit. I didn't even Mm -hmm. really understand it up until that point. Like I had probably heard of it and it's not like a crazy complicated concept at all, but I just never really applied it until that summer. And then that summer I applied it and, um, you know, 
all of a sudden I lose like 25 pounds of fat like that summer. I went from like, I was like 205. Uh, I cut all the way yeah. down to like 180 um, wow. going into that sophomore year. Yeah. So I was like, I was really skinny by the, by the end of that. I was like, oh, holy crap. I'm like skin and bones right now. But, uh, but I kept up my strength. So my strength like wasn't, I had like lifted weights and I played football in high school, but mm -hmm. I was never like, uh, like a, a freak in the weight room or anything. So like the sure. strength that I had, I maintained pretty well um at that point and you know i came back sophomore year and then that was the first time like i actually i i like i like look in the mirror and i was like holy crap i actually feel like you know pretty confident about like what i see in the mirror i feel pretty confident about who i am and like um this is like this is pretty sweet i don't know <laughs> like you know um and like you know kind of the, the crazy thing was like all of a sudden i didn't even really put two and two together at the time um uh, but like all of a sudden i was starting to really build uh, just confidence, like, in, especially like mm. social confidence, like talk, like going to parties, meeting new people, like friends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it all just became, it just became a lot easier. So um, uh, what was I going to say? I credit some of that to like the fact that like one of my, like my best friend from, from Caltech was like four year roommates with me. It was like, definitely helped bring me out of my shell a little bit oh, and like awesome. uh, kind of make me more social. Yeah. I had like, honestly, Honestly, like the thing with Caltech, man, is it was like, it was a really small school. It was like a thousand people. So, um, you know, I was like, uh, I, I formed a really, really, really good group of friends. Um, and uh, yeah, that was just, that was just like, honestly, like super, super critical for like, I think building confidence too, but so was the kind of physical body transformation, right? So anyway, so sophomore year comes and goes. Um baseballs that like the numbers were a bit better that year i had some injuries i had like kind of went ahead like ongoing elbow issues um that kind of like hurt hurt that season a little bit i was off to like, a really really good start like i had three or four like pretty good starts at the beginning of the year um and then you know i got hurt one game and then like kind of couldn't really uh put the pieces back together after that um but you know, I, I, th I think like the potential was always there. I wasn't really throwing any harder, I think because I didn't really put on any muscle mass, but I definitely mm -hmm. felt like I was, my body was moving better and I felt like I was able to maintain my velocity a bit better, um, which was definitely exciting. Uh, and then I'd say like going into junior year, um, that was when I first really under started to understand like muscle growth um, and like putting on mm -hmm. muscle mass, building strength and, and getting stronger. And so like that summer, I went from like 180 to like 190, 195. I think by the season, I was kind of drifting somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, all my lifts went up. I don't remember exactly where they were at. It was probably like, uh, probably the first time I pulled like 405 on the straight bar was that year. Um, oh, nice. Probably. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. I think maybe the first time I squatted three plates. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, bench press. I wasn't three doing barbell. Uh, three flat, I'm assuming, or three plates. What uh, was that? Sorry. I said, what was the rundown of the plates on the squat? Oh yeah, I think three fifteen, three fifteen, three plates, like around there. It was definitely like yeah. around like two ninety five ish at least. Okay, nice. Um, That's good. So I was getting up there. Yeah, squats always been like a weak point. Still is for me. Uh, like my deadlift has always been like way, way, way better. Um, but you know, we're getting, we're getting there. We're working on improving it. Um, but uh what was i gonna say yeah no so squats i was doing squats uh benching we never really did baseball there's this weird like stigma about like barbell bench press which i personally don't agree with 
Um, okay. They're like, oh, barbell bench press is bad for pitchers. You're like, you're putting your shoulder in like a bad position, like whatever. Um, so we always did like dumbbell bench, but I was starting to throw around like 85s, 90s for reps. So um, definitely was getting stronger, like upper body too. Um, and like, I think the crazy thing about it um, was like, I velocity wise, like in games, I never really topped above 91 that I have recorded. Like now, it was D3, so the tricky thing was, like, we don't have Raider games at all our games, but I kind of have to go with, like, the hardest I actually saw in-game, which was oh. 91. Um, but, like, in training a couple times, like, in training one time, I hit 91 on flat ground, which is, like, supposed to translate to, like, a couple miles an hour harder off the mound because you don't have a slope to go down. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, like, the velocity was coming along. Um, the strength was definitely there. I was definitely maintaining velocity better. Um Obviously, like, again, like, the in-game results weren't really there. I went through, like, the Yips junior year, which is actually kind of sucked to deal with. I don't know if you know what the Yips are, but it's, like – No, I know. What, it's what just, like, you know, long story short, it's, like, you can't really throw a strike. Uh, you're throwing, yeah. like, just, like, all kind of off, yeah. like, this way and that way. And... Yeah, it was kind of like a mental block, yeah. if anything. Um, sure. if baseball players, pitchers out there probably can relate to this who, who have had it or who understand what I'm talking about. But um, I had the Yips, like, pretty bad junior year. I think I put up, like – a 20 ERA for, for those of you who, who know baseball, that's not, that's not very good. Uh, <laughs> was walking like several batters in inning on average. So it was pretty bad. Oh, um, but, uh, not, 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 but that, not a know, baseball pro, but, uh, yeah, no, you, you can probably figure out that that's not very good. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but I also, it's crazy because like, there were also some games where I was just absolutely lights out and like, it would be like, I'd come in in the bottom of like, the sixth in a game that we're down like 15 and I'd go mm -hmm. and strike up the side and be just like absolutely unhittable. Um, so like this, the talent was there, um, right. but like the kind of in-game results weren't always what I wanted. Uh, but regardless, uh, anyway, so I'll just kind of fast forward one more time. So like junior year comes yeah. and goes, senior year season Fritz gets cut pretty short because of COVID. Um, but you know, by I that time I'm like, yeah. yeah. So, so that actually really sucked. <laughs> I remember, like, the first, like, when we first heard about it, we were all, like, pretty bummed out. I remember, like, it, it just, it just sucked. It felt like it was just kind of ripped away from us um, because of us. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, a lot of people suffer that. Yeah. Of, like, teams and people depending on scholarships and everything. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. So, technically, I do have one more year of eligibility. I was just going to ask you that because I hear about this all the time that, like, a lot of players yeah, during COVID. I wanted to go. Yeah, if I wanted to go get a master's or something somewhere, technically I do have one more year left, but uh, I don't have any plans to use that anytime soon. Uh, okay. But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, about baseball. Um, no, man, but like senior year, and then like senior year, by that point, I was like, I'm starting to feel like, okay, yeah, like I'm like legitimately, especially in like certain lifts, I'm like legitimately pretty strong at this point. Deadlifted 500 for the first time, I think, like that spring. I think it was after baseball was over, but. I remember pulling 500. There's a video on my Twitter somewhere of me doing it for the first time and then like screaming, let's fucking go. Like being like getting like really hyped up for it. Um, but uh, well, hey, if you find it, shoot it to me and uh, we can uh, include it. I will. I'll, I'll find it for you. I think it's actually probably in my pinned, uh, my pinned thread. So I'll go through and I'll, I'm, I definitely have it. Um, so I can find it for you. But All right. uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, man. But dude, by that time, like by senior year, um, so this is kind of how it relates to like what I try to do now with mm -hmm. my coaching, right? By that time I was like way more confident, like 
way more comfortable socially. We'd go to like all the parties at Caltech was like uh, somebody that like, I think a lot of the younger kids on the team looked up to. Um, and uh, you know, I was just really, I really like looked back. It was the first time when I like really kind of, it's like you're climbing the mountain and then you look down and you're like, Oh, Holy crap. I'm actually like pretty high up from where I started. Um, so that was the first time when I really was like, okay, yeah, like, wow, this is, um, I, I'm like a whole new, I'm on like a whole new level right now. And I've really like changed my life for the better in a lot of ways. So, um, it was really exciting. That time was really, really exciting for me. Uh, but yeah, man, so that, that's pretty much the journey. That's pretty much why I started, why I got into coaching was so that I could help people, um, you know, kind of overcome the same kinds of things like mm -hmm. confidence, uh, getting stronger, building, losing weight, building muscle, um, and just kind of building a better life for themselves overall, um, developing as a person. So, yeah, see, man, you had to hear all within, just had to pull it out there. And yeah, you hear yeah, that exactly. story of people who just suffered, you know, with like in high school, developing that dad bod because of all yeah. that food that's just, we're so yeah. ingrained here. Morning, yeah. I'm gonna have a bowl of cereal that sugars up the wazoo, and then have a donut on the side, and then go to school and eat the school cafeteria food that's just full of junk and yeah, art that it makes you scary. all excited. It's scary. It's scary how like mainstream nutrition, like how all this stuff is just so prevalent and so like unavoidable for so many people. It's honestly really sad because I think it's at the end of the day, it's just like you know where the money goes and like these big right. corporations that produce all this like food um like they, they're just trying to line their pocketbooks at the end of the day so uh it's pretty sad that like oftentimes like people like you know younger version of grants and like all uh, millions and millions of others have kind of suffered from that um but yeah it's it's a tough thing hey that's that's why it's so important to have people on you on this show so that way we can highlight you Thanks, and to show your journey that one of the most important things especially as it relates to mental health and for those who don't know, I am a clinical therapist in mental health by, by trade. Yep. And the biggest thing that people love to hear is that they're not alone, that they're not alone in the struggles, that there's other people going through this pain, whether it's having a dad bod and just all this sugar foods and they don't know really what to do, whether they can't financially afford it, or they just don't know the nutrition facts because it's not really taught. It's like, here's a label, you know, this has this amount of sugar, but as people, I mean, I remember being in health class and seeing how like a can of Coke was like an ungodly amount of sugar. Yeah. And it was so gross, but what did I do? Still drink the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's and that's it too. And I think it's just like I think the, a lot of times it's just that people I think some some things like Coke or like donuts or whatever, it's like people know that they're bad for them, but they don't really realize fully like why they're bad for them and i think if more people realize why 100 uh, much more likely to avoid them but um yeah that's that's my that's my take on it but no i mean i think it's important to understand the why it's like you know exercise is good for you but for yeah. me a lot of times it comes from a skill level and a strategy of well how do i eat healthy um, yeah how do i exercise? how do i work out so like um i knew so my brother's a chiropractor and he was telling me about someone who was doing like CrossFit or cross training, one of those, and did some type of exercise and they injured themselves. Yeah. Because they weren't a natural athlete. They yeah. was the first time training. So it's so important to to know what you're doing and to how to yeah. do it. So that way you avoid injuries. And as we know, when you're working out, I mean, you get to a point where you can lift heavy. 
Yeah. I think it's exciting because it's a little bit yeah. dangerous. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. There's always there's always danger and you gotta have you gotta use good technique for sure if you're gonna if you're gonna be pulling heavy weights and moving heavy shit. Um yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 tough. And and at the end of the day, you always do kind of still run the risk regardless. Even if like oh, absolutely. crystal like crystal clear, perfect technique on everything, you're still gonna run the risk and you still could get hurt. So um, yeah, it's kind of one time. But yeah. at the end of the okay. day, too, yeah. The other thing is too, if you if you don't work out, you don't lift heavy, then you're running the risk of like, you know, in your everyday life, you could get hurt if your muscles aren't strong enough to support uh, okay. the rest of your body. So, so it's yeah, I was just gonna say, I remember doing an incline bench one time. It's like one of those few times where you get stuck. So it's like you're stuck like right here, yeah, and you literally just like can't move it up anymore. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna set this down. Yeah. Or I'm gonna have to just really must and push it up. Yeah, exactly. So no, it can get it's uh, yeah, it's tough. So with your coaching, is it in person? I know I figure since I know you're on Twitter, is it also I know you probably do online coaching, yeah. but do you yeah, like yeah. do a mixture of the two? Yeah, hundred percent, man. So um no, it's it's the it's primarily online. I think if I had a client who happened to live like super, super close, like mm -hmm. literally in like the part of Chicago that I live in. Then I would then I would do uh, then I'd consider doing in person coaching, but uh, no, it's it's mainly the main goal is to get like online clients. Um, it's uh, so kind of the way the way the program works is it's like you know you have like your uh, like your strength stuff. So like I'll I'll use I use this app called Trainerize uh, to build people programs, and uh, just I'll, I'll have like an intro call with them. I'll I'll talk about like what their goals are, what they want to accomplish, whether they're trying to lose weight, build muscle. Uh, something in between um, and you know build them build them out a strength program for that um, and then you know it also comes with like I think the, the biggest thing that I that I provide is like accountability right so mm. that's like texting okay. clients to check in with them that's having a google sheet that says okay I and and, and my clients all know this if, if they're any, any of them are out there watching it's uh, just all these different little cells and like every day it's like you just check the box like did I get enough hours of sleep did I eat a whole food breakfast lunch and dinner did i get enough grams of protein did i uh do my exercise for the day etc 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 so um yeah those are those are the big things um, i love it I, lo I love that idea that that yeah. checkbox system that's yeah yeah it does, it does amazing work i use that actually in my practice too like yeah a lot and it's incredible it how much it works i think that plus like checking in on people i think yeah. like some clients are very self-sufficient and they're just like okay, like if you just give them the program, they'll just be, uh, they'll just kind of go off and they'll always fill out the stuff. Um, some you have to check in on a, few, a bit more often, but um, the, you know, that, that, that honestly that's better for me as a coach because that's when you actually get to do a little bit more coaching is like when you have a client who is like, oh, hey, like I missed this day or it's like, hey, I'm going out of town this weekend. Like, what can we do? Like, how can we work around this? Like that type of thing. Um, those are, those are kind of like fun situations to deal with as a coach, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest things because, you know, when you're going to go out to like on a vacation or like a smaller trip, I mean, it's so easy to stop yeah. at, you know, a restaurant and look at some foods and try and make a healthy choice. It's not yeah. easy. Absolutely. 100%. So, so what is your coaching program called? Like, what's it? Does it have a title? Like... Uh, it's just called Stir Fit. I, I don't. I don't know if it really. Ha I don't know if I've really given a title yet. Maybe I should give it a title. I don't know. 
um, just SmurfIt, SmurfIt coaching program. I actually am. There's one other thing I didn't really mention about the program. I am building out uh, this kind of like video sequence of just like content, like informational materials that I'm calling SmurfIt University. Um, oh, yeah. So the goal of that is that okay. you, know, you watch the videos, and then you like are learning things as we go through the coaching. So it's not just like, oh, I'm going to write you a program and I'm going to hold you accountable. It's I'm going to build you a program. I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm also going to give you tools so that over time uh, you're going to actually build up a knowledge base so that eventually you won't need me anymore. And you can just go and, and run this program through for yourself and do it that way. So uh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. But um, that's still like a working, an active work in progress at the moment. But that's, that's so important too, because that way it's when you sit down with someone and talk about the strategies and the different exercises and the movements, it's one thing to talk about. It's nothing to see it. And most people are visual learners. So if they can see something in some type of movement. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I think most people are visual learners and it's like, you know, if I'm explaining something like I I recorded one this week, if I'm explaining something like, okay, uh, this is like what maintenance calories are. And then this is like how many calories you need to like, uh, go into uh, a surplus or a deficit and then this is how much like actual weight loss it equates to every week like that is really mm-hmm. well visualized as like just a, a linear relationship right so like every 500 calories into like surplus would be like about a pound a week of weight gain 500 into deficit would be about a pound a week of weight loss so um yeah but like like you can see and like a thousand would be two pounds etc cetera, mm-hmm. etc cetera. so um yeah, so being able being able to like visualize things like that, I think is like really key for people. Because uh, oh. it's one thing for me to hop on a call and like exp- and try to just ad hoc explain that to people. Uh, it's another thing for me to just have an actual like hard uh, piece of content, piece of like valuable information that I can give to them um, that explains it. So awesome! And one of the last things I really want to ask you about because I see it like all the time on Twitter, like seriously, like at least yeah. a couple of times a day, I sure. see this like vendetta against seed oils yeah interesting yeah so i personally think that they're like pretty bad uh seed oils you explain kind of what a seed oil kind of is is it just like oh yeah, yeah. do you want me to just explain like why they're bad or what, what it is yeah just a little bit of that yeah. a little bit of yeah, yeah yeah sure for sure so seed oils it's actually funny that this is like now becoming a pretty big topic because i had heard about seed oils or at the time i had referred to what we were called called vegetable oils which is the same kind of a thing oh is uh, it like three or four years ago. So a a vegetable oil is basically like, it's basically an oil that like they have to take the plant and like heat it up, like to like a really high temperature in order to extract the oil. Um, And then they, they heat it up really hot and then they, they go through like a ton of weird, like chemical processes. And Mm -hmm. essentially what it does is it makes the resulting molecule very unstable, um, like very, very prone to oxidation. Um, So let me like, like we can contrast this to a natural oil, like olive oil, peanut oil, or even something like butter. These oils are going to be much more uh, chemically stable and much more resistant to oxidation. So when I, why, like, why is oxidation good or bad? When, when oxidation happens, uh, that's basically when like the, the molecule itself is altered and there's like a chemical reaction that goes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue with that is that those chemical reactions can actually do damage to your surrounding cell tissues in your body. Um, oh. So if you're consuming a lot of seed oils, uh, it's believed, and this is based on like a book that I read called, uh, that I actually highly, highly recommend that most people check out if they're really, really, really interested into 
diving into the nutrition space pretty heavily. It's called Deep Nutrition. Uh, Kate Shanahan is the author, Dr. Kate Shanahan. But okay. uh, the book is all about, like the, one of the main topics in the book is how this actually, this the chemical like reaction of how this actually works. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I do think that they're pretty bad. I tend to avoid them for the most part. I would say, uh, like you've probably all you've probably seen like the 80 20 rule on twitter yep. Uh, yep. where it's like you know sure. trying to get 80 percent whole foods 20 percent can be what you want mm-hmm. um i i probably like am somewhere between i'd say probably close to like 9 and 10 but um sure. but i do understand like the principle like okay like most of the time you eat your whole foods so that a certain percentage of the time you can still enjoy your ice cream or your cheerios or what or your uh, or not cheerios your cheetos or you know, whatever it is, you want. I guess Cheerios fall into this category too. But um, I was gonna say that they're relatively the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's funny. But Cheerios are—that's one of those that are marketed as like super heart healthy in reality. Yeah. But um, hey, it lowers your cholesterol. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. As long as, long as you can't apply to a bowl. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, anyway, anyway. But uh, what was I talking about? But yeah, the seed oil stuff. I I think it is pretty bad. Um, right. I think like. If, if you eat if you eat at a restaurant and the restaurant cooks in seed oils i would not i would consider that as part of the 10 as opposed to part of the 90 uh, like chipotle for example that's a classic one that i think a lot of people think is healthy but a lot of that stuff is cooked in processed seed oils uh, etc and so i would actually lump that into the unhealthy category personally although i would say that that's better than something like uh just going to like mcdonald's and ordering a milkshake uh yeah and i do see when a lot of people would give chip uh chipotle they would get pretty much it without like the bun and you know the the burrito yeah yeah but the issue the the, the thing is like all of the meats are still cooked and that's uh, are still cooked as well, so. okay that's uh, good to know i didn't know that i mean yeah, i knew it was I mean, like lunch meat so you kind of figure it's kind of like what have you yeah. but i didn't Dude, know that it's, they were cooked it's, in. it's a lot more widespread than people think um i think a lot of restaurants use uh use and reuse the stuff um and it isn't like, like if you're otherwise really healthy and you're working out all the time and you're primarily cooking a lot of your own meals, like, are you going to get sick if you go to a restaurant a couple, like once or twice a week and eat there? Like, probably not. Um, but uh, it is, it is just like something to keep in mind. Like you can, you can still eat there. You can still go enjoy your restaurants, but just don't necessarily expect that it's this like pinnacle of health that it's kind of projecting that it's going to be. Um, so that's just my two cents on it. No, I think it's important to know. Like, I just kept seeing it. I just needed to take time myself to, like, really look into, like, what is a seed oil. I just didn't have time. So that's why I really wanted to focus yeah. on it. I see that all yeah. over. Those yeah. are the few things I see all over Twitter. Is yeah. Basically, the seed oils and the 80-20 rule. Cause, yeah, uh, I should do a thread on it. You guy enjoys some of it, right? Yeah, I should probably do a thread on it sometime. Because I do know, like, a bit about how it works um like like the chemical stuff like i said mm-hmm. the history of it is also like super interesting apparently it was like original like the, the the way they like discovered it, it was like a byproduct of like soap manufacturing and then um, oh my gosh idea no dead serious like like it was literally oh like that they didn't like want and then yeah. somebody had the idea like hey let's turn this into like food and like sell it to like poor people basically and they did that and like it became like a that was like Crisco I think was the first okay like margarine like fake butter spreads were the first one and then um, there's also I think there's like some history with like uh, payouts to the American Heart Association to like promote this kind of shit so 
it's a little sketchy. Um, I, I, yeah, the history is not, is not great. on it. But, okay. Um, well, Hey, I'm going to have to check out your book, the book that you recommended. Yeah. So. Deep, Deep Nutrition is a really, really good, really good resource. On it, I think um, that it goes into a ton of detail. So. Yeah, because that's one thing like it's so important to do is, and I do this a lot when I do my teaching and my clients is that we we talk talk about yes mental health, but also I like to touch about you know physical health too because the the LinkedIn is so important. Yeah, I think people don't realize that it's very very. Especially since you were mentioning the kind of experiencing some performance, whether it be an anxiety or mental block, you know, and the picture mount. Yeah. Um. So just kind of wrapping up things a little bit, Grant. What is like one major piece of advice that you want to leave with the audience? Like, what is something like that's so important that you want to leave that kind of impression on them? Yeah, no, for sure. Let's follow you and learn how to deadlift close to 600 pounds and stuff. Yeah, I would say a lot. Maybe, maybe there are some people out there that follow me for the deadlift, but what I would say is like kind of the biggest, the biggest thing is like, you know, adopting like a growth mindset is, I guess, at the end of the day, how I would describe it. Right. Your current situation is never, is never like your final, your final situation, right? You're always capable of, you're always capable of more than you know and more than you think, and you can always improve your life. You can always make a big change, take a massive action, and uh, you know, really, really, really change the trajectory of your life like pretty dramatically. Um, and you know, I feel like I definitely did that like socially um growing up especially like with the like kind of overcoming like some of those anxiety and mm-hmm. and getting better in those situations um i definitely did that with my physical health like i never like high school version of me like probably wouldn't have even expected that i ever be able to deadlift like 405 so um you oh, know. hey we made your past self happy and yeah yeah very definitely the past grant is probably like if you could, could have looked in the future 10 years and been like holy crap like what, what do we how do we do this <laughs> like but uh you know, like, I, I guess just like always, always having that growth mindset and never being, never, always being improved, always be improving and always being trying to, trying to better yourself in some way, mm-hmm. shape or form, um, whether it's through fitness, through your mental health, through some other avenue, um, there's always, there's always something you can do to improve. Um, and even now, like, it's, it's like, just because, you know, like my fitness has come a long way, it doesn't mean I'm stopping anytime soon. I still have more goals, more things that I want to accomplish. Um, or just when you hit 600, you want to get like 605, like 610. Well, no, what I actually want to do after after I did with 600 is I want yeah. to, um, uh, I'm trying, I'm potentially want to get back into baseball training, uh, just okay. for the sake of, I, I think I can get to 95. Um, mm-hmm. right? I want to really train hard for it and see if I can do it. Um, because, you know, like I'm stronger now than I've ever been. I haven't really thrown in like since college. Um, and I, I had like senior year. Like our last game of senior year, I had like a, an injury to my like back of my elbow, um, where mm-hmm. I basically kind of like popped it and uh, didn't feel it didn't feel really good. I think like I had I had this past May, I had some doctors look at it, and I ended up doing this thing called PRP, which is plasma rich platelets. It's this like injection where they they draw oh. blood from one arm and then they inject it into your other arm. They, it's like they isolate, they put it in the centrifuge, isolate out the platelets, which are supposed to like heal your tissues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they inject it into your arm. So uh, I did that in May, I think. And so okay. hopefully by now it's like in a state where it should, fingers crossed, be healed uh, and be able to support some hard throws uh, on, on it. But you know, we'll see. Uh, I just, I do, I kind of want to just get into it and see and see what happens. So 
Um, well, hey, you have to keep us all in touch on that one. I well, mean, between, I, I mean, you got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good fitness stuff coming between, Thanks, you know, getting ready for that competition. And then once you hit that 600, you're going to hit it, man. I believe in you, man. You're going to hit Thank it. You, you, work yeah, out it. you out there working and grinding it out. Yeah. And then, uh, hey, we'd love to see you, how you throw that ball. Thanks, and, man. Uh, you know, yeah, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show. And remember, Grant is the definition of a man of action. He takes action and he doesn't stop and he always gets better, especially that growth mindset. So you guys have a blessed day and I'll check you guys in the next video. Thank <laughs> you.